the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Take every thought captive. Why? To obey Christ. We need to be proactive in taking control of our thought life and focusing our thought life on that which is true and pure. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And he's going to continue today in the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, and we'll pick up right around verse 29 in just a few moments. I'm Mike Trout. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands, you can find them on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Pastor Layton began yesterday saying that what he was going to talk about would be painful, perhaps, maybe even personal. Well, it's going to continue as he talks once more about lust. So Jesus continues in verse 29, If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. And so what Jesus is doing here is clarifying the seriousness of this matter. And what he's saying, if there's anything that's a a cause of or seduction uh, to sin, that we need to completely cut it out of our lives. Now he wasn't speaking literally, he was speaking figuratively, but he's trying to get us to understand how important and how serious this is. That if we are a follower of Jesus, then we need to renounce anything that's going to lead us into sin or away from the faith. And that surgery needs to be prompt and it needs to be complete. Often people are willing to give up body parts in order to save their lives when they're dealing with some kind of a physical issue. What he's saying is get rid of something that creates a spiritual issue to save your spiritual soul. Now he uses a word here uh, that's translated causes or stumbling block. And that word is is an interesting word. The word is scandalon. It's a form of the word scandalethron. And it was used uh, to describe the trigger of a trap that was set for an animal. So there'd be a trap set for an animal, there'd be something to lure the animal into the trap. When the animal went into the trap, then the trap was sprung, and the animal would be trapped to be destroyed. And so the word came to mean anything which causes a person's destruction. And there's some pictures behind this word. One picture is that of a, of a cord that's stretched deliberately across the path, so that somebody walking down the path trips over that cord. And there's another picture of a, of a pit that is dug deep in the ground and covered over with a thin layer of branches or turfs arranged so that if a person steps on it, they're going to fall into that deep pit. So the scandalon describes anything that trips a person up, sends them crashing to their destruction, or lures them into their own ruin. That's what lust is. Now how do we deal with these desires? Well, let me suggest one way that doesn't work very good. And that is to sit and say to yourself, I will not think on these things. I will not think on these things. I will not think on these things. I will not think on these. Why do you think that doesn't work so well? 
Because you're thinking about the things you're telling yourself not to think about. That's what it is. That way doesn't work. But let me suggest some ways that, that do work. One is to fill your mind with so many good thoughts, there's no room left for the bad thoughts. That's what the Apostle Paul suggested in Philippians 4.8. He said, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. We may not be able to control what comes into our minds, but with God's help we can control what stays in our mind. We need to choose what we think about. The Apostle Paul also wrote, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Take every thought captive. Why? To obey Christ. We need to be proactive in taking control of our thought life and focusing our thought life on that which is true and pure. Another way that we can deal with these issues is by so filling our lives with Christian ministry that our attentions are drawn to meeting the needs of others instead of uh, focusing on the perceived needs of ourself. We're so involved in ministering to others, there's no time or place for thinking about these things. And, and another way of dealing with this is to not try to hide these things. And that's what many of us try to do. But it, it doesn't work. You, you need to bring it into the light in a safe environment, such as Celebrate Recovery or with a Christian counselor so that the matter can be dealt with. You, you know, I, we don't recommend a non-Christian counselor because a non-Christian counselor doesn't value or understand the things of spiritual nature. These things are of spiritual nature. You need to have Christian counseling. You need to have Christian brothers and sisters around you to, to help you work through these issues. This matter of lust is important. How important? Jesus said, you better to cut it off than to deal with its consequences because you can be thrown into hell. The word there, hell, is Gehenna, the one we looked at last week. So what Jesus is calling us to is a radical discipleship. Now, as mentioned earlier, lust often contributes to divorce, and Jesus continues, verse 31, it was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Now, divorce is a termination of a marriage. Marriage was created by God. We all know about the concept of patents and copyrights. That the one who creates something owns what they created. In the Genesis account, marriage was created by God and it has certain characteristics. First, it is a divinely appointed union. Divinely appointed. God established marriage, and therefore only God can establish its character and law. No court of law can legitimately change what God has established. Uh, number two, it's a union between one man and one woman. Other variations, regardless of how you label them, are contrary to the will of God. 
Number three, it is a physical union. The scriptures say the man and the woman became one flesh. One flesh. Now, it is important that the husband and wife grow together and become one in spirit and one in mind, but it doesn't say one spirit. It says one flesh. If it did say they become one spirit, then death would not dissolve marriage because the spirit never dies. Jesus clarified in Matthew 22 that in the afterlife we will be like the angels and we will not marry and we won't be given in marriage. And that's why a true preacher includes the words till death do us part or something like that when they're performing a a wedding ceremony. Fourth, it is a lifelong union. God's original design for marriage was that that um, one man and one woman would spend life together. There's no indication or suggestion of a temporary or trial marriage. God's law requires a husband and wife come into a marriage with a commitment for life. Now we all live in a fallen world and all of us have been affected by divorce. Either we've had to go through it ourselves, or some loved one has. A, a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, a child, and so forth. But what Jesus is saying, this is what God intended for marriage. In fact, he elaborates on it more in Matthew chapter 19. So if you keep your thumb in Matthew 5 where we're at and then go over to Matthew 19. Let's look at what Jesus says in Matthew 19. So in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus is approached by the Pharisees and he's asked about divorce. And Jesus answers their question about divorce by describing God's purpose in marriage. Verse 3, Matthew 19. And the Pharisees came up to Jesus and tested him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? Jesus answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? They are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. So when Jesus was asked about divorce, he described marriage as it was intended in the beginning. In the beginning. And we go back to the beginning, we look at the Genesis account, we find a phrase that's used often. It's, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. The first time we find the phrase, it was not good, was in relationship to the fact that the man was alone. It is not good for man to be alone. And so God created the woman to meet this need. And he created marriage to be a sacred and lifelong union between the man and the woman. And when the man and the woman enter into a marriage with this understanding and commitment, it provides a security for each other. It provides a stable home for raising children, and it provides a foundation that is sure when life's difficulties and struggles and stresses come, and they will. That was God's intention, his original intention for marriage. But the Pharisees kept pressing. They said to him, why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus said to them, because of the hardness of your heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, 
except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. Now the reference that the Pharisees came to Jesus with in their argument was, is found in Deuteronomy chapter 24. And of course, the Pharisees did not get it right. Moses gave only one commandment in Deuteronomy 24, this passage is being referenced, and that commandment was that a divorced wife could not return to the first husband if she was divorced by a second or subsequent husband. And the purpose in here, in part, was to not permit divorces of convenience. It was so easy to get married and divorced, you could get divorced for the weekend and then get back together again on Monday. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? (laughs) Strange stuff. But it is so good to hear Pastor Leighton Sheely explain it, and he's going to continue to do that on Friday as he wraps up this particular message from the Beatitudes in the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter. This is called Study Verse by Verse. We do just that, don't we? With Pastor Leighton Sheely of Church of the Highlands on the web at highlands.us. And as you're thinking about the weekend, perhaps you'd like to join us for worship. You can find out information about that on the website, again, highlands.us. Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we'll once again study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.